This podcast is presented by All Copy Products, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Learn more at allcopyproducts.com. To the 15, to the 10, Murray's going to score, touchdown! Welcome to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Slammed to the ground by Budabaker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. Fitz goes up and makes the game-winning catch! Larry Legend does it again! The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Here we go. This is it. Caught by Kirk at the 20, at the 10. Touchdown! Oh, baby! How's that feel? Here's Craig Grealoux, Mike Jarecki, and Bertrand Berry. It is always good to be doing this show after a win, no matter how it looked. B-Train, you ever walk off the field after a victory thinking, man, we got lucky, or wow, we just didn't play well at all? Absolutely not. I got I walked off the field feeling like, hey, we got to win, that's all that matters, and move on to the next one. And, of course, you always know that deep down you may have gotten away with one or two plays here and there, but for the most part, anytime you're in a victory in, in, in the NFL, uh, you've done a lot of things right, so uh, you deserve it. And I think I stole this line from you because I've heard you say it's, and I don't know if it's originally from you, but you never apologize for winning, do you? Oh, absolutely not. It's too hard. You only get 16 cracks at it, and you never want to be a guy that, that, that looks on the negative side. When you get a win, you appreciate that win. You, you celebrate it as, as much as you can for 24 hours because it, it, the alternative is devastating. So, you always uh, take them and, and you just stack them and, and try to get another one the next time you suit them up. We say all this, MJ, because the Cardinals' 33-26 win over the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday could very well have been a blowout. It could very well have been a loss. And the Cardinals, at the end of the day, did what they needed to, offense, defense, and special teams, to come away with their eighth win of the season. Yeah, and it, I feel like when we're talking on Tuesdays and they're coming off a win, we're talking about complimentary football. And, you know, the Cardinals were able to move the ball down the field, and they'll tell you they left points on the field, which we've been hearing for a while. And then you look at the defense. They made stops when they had to. And then special teams, you know, with with the fake punt, you know, Andy Lee throwing Ezekiel Turner and then what they did on the coverage units. So that's complimentary football. And, again, I think this team has been, since the losing streak, they're focused on not just the next game. Let's go 1-0, and and that's kind of what you're hearing from from our Zoom meetings. Cardinals jumped out to a 16-0 lead. The Eagles came all the way back, tied it at 26-all at the end of the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, the only score of the half for the Cardinals, DeAndre Hopkins, 20-yard touchdown catch, and the Cardinals come away with their second straight win. As we take you inside the Cardinals locker room, post-game, heard first time ever exclusively, azcardinals.com, head coach Cliff Kingsbury handing out the game balls. Game balls, setting the tone. Had a block punt and a big catch. Yeah. 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 It's the next one. Did it again. He's open on every play. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. The sack machine, Dennis Gardak, two more sacks. And then K1. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
hear me on this. Short week, we play on Saturday. We play on Saturday, all right? Division game, San Fran come in here. Let's get back on it, all right? We're gonna get the installs in early and get it ready to go. Hey, let's focus up this week. We got work to do, let's go. Cars on three, one, two, three, car. Kyler Murray breaking down the team in the locker room. MJ, second straight week, we have heard Kingsbury hand out game balls to offense, defense, and special teams. Well, I think they all deserved it, and, you know, maybe Andy Lee gets a ball. Yeah, but you get the receiver on the end of that. Plus, Turner had also the block punt. And we'll wait to see who wins the uh, special teams of the week award tomorrow. Um, I think Zeke obviously put up numbers. But, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, we look at, you know, playing a complete game and. At this point, you know, you just want to play meaningful football. And, and the fact is the Cardinals are 8-6, and six and they got two games to go. So they're, they're in a good good spot considering, you know, what we were talking about the last couple of Decembers. Complimentary football, B-train, and, yeah, the offense sometimes there's a little bit of a hiccup, so the defense needs to step up. But the defense can't get a stop, and the offense needs to pick up their end. And then, of course, special teams, I think since that New England game, they've just been solid all throughout. Checks and balances, and that's how you're most successful in the NFL. you got to have all three phases to show up. In the last couple of weeks, we've seen that from this Arizona Cardinals football team, which is why we've seen the win. And I think at this stage in the season, all three phases, all three facets of the, of the game have to step up in order to, to get these hard-earned wins because everybody's thinking the same thing. It, it's jockeying for position. You can't afford to let one of these slip away. If you have a game where you feel like you're in pretty good control of it, you want to make sure that you get out of there with more points on the scoreboard than the other team. And, and really, that's all that matters when it's all said and done. But love the fact that this has been a balanced effort by all three phases. And all the players on that field had to feel good walking off knowing that they had contributions towards the win. Offensively, Kyler Murray of the story with a career-high 406 passing yards. He totaled four touchdowns, completed 75% of his passes. That on alone is a great day, although there were some other issues, a t- an interception, a lost fumble, and that is kind of where Murray went after the ball game. Started off pretty hot. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the, the interception really had me, uh, you know, I, I, had, I obviously got to let it go, um, but um, – you know, just as far as throwing that interception, the timing of the, you know, and in that moment where we're you know, about to be able to put the game away, can't do that. That's not that's not playoff uh, playoff football. We had a couple chances in the red zone, and we didn't you know we didn't finish. Um, and we got to be better. You know, I, I think we had we had a couple chances to uh, put that game away. Yeah, twice in the red zone, the Cardinals turned the ball over. DeAndre Hopkins also lost a fumble. The two biggest offensive players had the biggest offensive days, B-Tran, and they also were the biggest liabilities for a stretch there in that game on Sunday. Yeah, it's always tough when you turn the ball over, and and I think this team was really fortunate to lose a turnover battle and still come out of there with the win. It just showed how well they played throughout the course of that game. And you're going to have lows, and, and you got to give the Philadelphia Eagles some credit. They made some plays. They've got players, too, on their side of the ball. But you can't have self-inflicted wounds, and usually those come back to bite you. But because they got out to the lead and they had some cushion, they were able to overcome those turnovers and ultimately get the win, and, and that's just a testament to how this team is playing right now. And hopefully they can finish these last two games off the right way. You know, Kyler Murray, he was able to protect the ball last year. You know, he didn't lose a lot of fumbles. But, you know, ball security has been an issue with Hopkins and Murray. Um, it didn't come back to haunt them, as Cliff points out. If you go minus three in the turnover category, 80% chance of losing. Cardinals picked up their third win 
with a minus three turnover margin. If you go back the last 20 years, and this is a stats from the Arizona Cardinals Media Relations Department, Mike Helm, give it up for StatWiz. Cardinals are now 3-40 and 40 in games in which they had a turnover margin of minus three or greater since 2001. You turn the ball over, you're just not going to win a lot of ball games, and the Cardinals did on Sunday win because they were able to overcome that and earlier in the season maybe they weren't able to overcome those early mistakes and that is why it was a closer game than it probably should have been here's DeAndre Hopkins we know we could have put those guys away earlier and that's something that um I feel like us as a team you know has been dealing with the whole year Kyler you know if you know him he holds himself to a high standard to where you know he beats himself up man on on a lot of stuff and uh I feel like that's something that, that we all got to work on, uh, you know, even myself. You know, when I don't get the ball in a, in a crucial situation, just moving on past that. Sometimes I think we might let that kind of stick in our head. Once we get past that and take that next step, man, it's going to be hard to beat us. Short-term memory. We talk about it, B-Train, with players in the secondary corner, safeties. Yeah, you're going to get beats. An offensive lineman, you're going to get beats, yet you have to put it aside. And I think that was important right there to hear it from Hopkins that it also applies to quarterbacks and wide receivers. No doubt. And when you're a professional, there's going to be bad plays, and you have to understand that the other side gets paid too. And so there's going to be plays made on both sides of the ball. You just got to make more than the team that you're facing on a given game day. So – I, I love the fact that they don't settle for just winning. You want to be consistent because you know in a game like Sunday, it, it didn't cost you a win, but you know if you continue to do those things, it could ultimately cost you. And these last two games against division opponents, and you're still fighting for that playoff spot. You're still trying to hold off a few teams and maybe advance your own standing. You can ill afford to turn the ball over and give another team extra possessions. You know, throughout the season, you know, Kyler Murray, people judge him on his press conferences, but I, I like what I'm hearing from him. He, he knows that they left some plays on the field. He knows he took responsibility for the interception, but I, I like what he's saying now. I mean, maybe he's just more comfortable, and we all know when you win, you know, it's, it's it, when you lose, everyone's starting to point the finger or you overlook things, or maybe you're not paying attention to detail. But I, I kind of like what he's saying in these press conferences. You can see he's growing up, and he's got a long ways to go, but he, at least he knows – you know, by winning, you still have to play a lot better, especially if you want to get into postseason. By the way, we've heard from Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins here in this segment. Congratulations to both of those players named to the Pro Bowl team. Hopkins named a starter. Murray, one of three quarterbacks selected in the NFC, joining Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. A third Pro Bowler named Buda Baker for the second straight year as a safety, third time overall. First time was a special teamer. So the Cardinals getting three Pro Bowlers. There is no Pro Bowl game, but it is going to be held virtually. That will come up in January. So the tip of the cap to Hopkins, Murray, and Buda Baker. As far as the Cardinals and getting the win on Sunday, again, 33-26 the final. Their second straight win. They remain the number seven seed in the NFC. And once again, we're talking about complimentary football, and we can't forget about the defense. Defense. Here's Jordan Hicks. In the course of a season, there's always going to be games like this. As a team trying to do what we're doing and trying to get to where we're trying to get, you've got to be able to pull these type of games out. So um, I'm proud of our guys, you know, for fighting and not quitting. You know, obviously we had a big lead at the beginning. We were able to pull it out. And uh, as, I know especially as a defense, it feels good to finish it the way we did. Yeah, they finished B-Train with the defense on the field on Sunday, coming up with three straight stops of the Eagles two after the Cardinals had taken that 33-26 lead. And you just have to, you have to do just enough. It's not about 
winning in grand fashion and, and, and blowing a team out. But those type of games rarely happen once you get to December. The weather's changed and, and guys are sore and tired and, and teams pretty much know what the other team is. And so there's game plans that are appropriate for those particular matchups. So I don't anticipate there being a lot of blow, blowouts. You've seen some, but for the most part, that's how games are going to go. And, and, and that's what's exciting. And the fact that this defense was able to step up and, and, and knock the ball down. And, of course, that's one of those uh, age-old additives where you're in, you, you get a jump ball as a defensive back. You're always to- taught to just knock it down. And the fact that the Eagles didn't come up with those balls, especially the last two throws at the end of the game, is just a testament to those guys taking the coaching and applying it to the field. And as long as they can do that, they're going to be successful more times than not. You know what was impressive is who was on the field at that time. Zach Allen probably had his career game. He had 11 tackles. He had a couple tackles for losses, but you also had Lecky Foto, and you had Rashard Lawrence. I mean, these these are two rookies, and you get to this point in the year, they're not rookies anymore, but, you know, you got to give Vance a lot of credit. I mean, you lose Corey Peters, you lose Jordan Phillips. Those are two starters on your D-line. Yeah, a lot of young talent to close out that game on Sunday. Bird Gang update to the latest version of the Cardinals mobile app today. The app features an all-new redesigned home screen experience. Visit azcardinals.com slash app for more. Just getting started here on this Tuesday. The Cardinals Red Sea Report following a win over the Philadelphia Eagles. The offense taking another step forward. We'll answer the question, do they turn the corner as far as back-to-back performances of what we can expect the rest of the year? That's next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Snap it to Murray. He's going to keep it running right. Cuts left. Breaks a tackle at the five and into the end zone for the touchdown. That's Kyler Murray right down. Candy Cane Lane, baby. Murray in trouble in the pocket. Rolls to the left. Now throws left side of the end zone. And oh my goodness, Larry Fitzgerald caught it for a touchdown. His first touchdown of the year. And it's vintage Fitz. Shotgun snap to Murray. Drops back to throw. Fires left side. Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins puts his hands up and he catches it. And it's a touchdown. I have no idea how he caught that ball. The sickle is how he caught that football. When you need a play, you go to the best. DeAndre Hopkins with a phenomenal catch against good coverage. I don't know if there's anybody else in the NFL who makes that catch. Well, maybe his teammate, Larry Fitzgerald. I don't think there's any question that Fitz and DeAndre Hopkins have two of the best, or I should say four of the best hands in the entire NFL, and certainly their body control and a craft, they work at it every single day in practice and in the offseason. Larry Fitzgerald with his first touchdown catch of the season, 15-yard reception that made it 26-14 to with 2.13 to go in the second quarter. And then the Hopkins reception, the game winner, a 20-yard throw from Kyler Murray, and the Cardinals win it 33-26. to All right, B-Train, I'm going to put you on the spot. You were teammates with Larry Fitzgerald. You have watched DeAndre Hopkins in a Cardinals uniform. Who has better hands and who had a better touchdown grab on Sunday? You're really going to do that to me? You're really yes, going to put am. me on that spot? <laughs> okay. In that situation, I'm always going to default to the guy that I actually played with. I'm going to go with the guy that actually got me within two minutes, two and a half minutes away from a Super Bowl championship. I'm going to go with Larry Fitzgerald. I've seen more of his career, 17 years of work, and great catches every single year. So, by default, that's my guy. No no diss to, to my man, D-Hop. I, I haven't had the pleasure yet, but I'm sure I will. And uh, but for Fitz, that that that's my brother. I, I'm not going against 
my brother and, and that bond that we've built over the years. I must have watched both catches and the Fitz one in particular, MJ, because I don't know if Fitz even saw the football. There was a split second, you know, maybe from his vantage point that the defender's arms may be in his way, yet you see his eyes and they never blink. And then all of a sudden his hands are right there and the ball falls into his hands and then he falls backwards into the end zone for a touchdown. There are very few players period in the history of the game that are able to do what Larry Fitzgerald does yeah I mean you look at Fitz I mean the fact is that he was able to catch the ball with his hands which you know that's why he's going to be a hall of famer because he's able to bring the ball in while the guy is still you know facing him and then he's able to get his his buttocks down so he's in bounds there so yeah I mean just well awareness now when it comes to hop I've been thoroughly impressed with him this year. I mean, this guy's a beast. He has the uncanny ability to locate the football, and he has the ability to put his position and his body at the catch point, and that's something we watched over years for Larry Fitzgerald. So um, he was everything they, they told us. I mean, obviously he's one of the top three, three receivers in football, but you could see why the Cardinals decided to make that trade and make him one of the highest-paid wide receivers in football. Hard to believe it took 15 weeks for Fitz to get his first touchdown. Hopkins now has six on the season. Head coach Cliff Kingsbury on his two playmakers. Yeah, Kyler talked about it this week that he was going to get him one, so he kind of put it into the universe and, and made it happen. Uh, but that catch was phenomenal. You know, last week he was talking to Chase, and he was telling me Larry didn't have a touchdown. And I was I was just kind of like, why? Like, are you serious? Um, obviously, you know, I wasn't trying to force him the ball to there or anything like that, but seeing him one-on-one, I uh, just gave him a chance, and he made, obviously, an incredible catch. Kyler Murray knows that if you just throw it in the vicinity, in the area, it wasn't a force throw. Fitz was open. There was some good coverage. But nine times out of ten, Fitz is going to make that catch or it's going to be incomplete because he's not going to make the defender get the ball. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the fact that, you know, he's he's going to throw to the open guy, get that. But it should not never have taken this long to get a touchdown. We know that he's not targeted as much, but I like the way the game started. They got him involved early. He had that 15 or 15-yard catch, and then he had Hop getting involved early. Clearly, they got off to a good start, but you know, good things are going to happen when you throw the ball to number 11. We talked about Fitz and Hopkins, their hands. Well, Kingsbury was asked about it as well on Sunday. You know, you see them every day in practice, two of the best ever. When you're talking about hands, I, you, you put them up against anybody, those two guys. Um, you just get it close, and they make incredible catches all day, every day, one-handed, whatever, whether it's warming up or, or not. So we see it every day, but it's, it's fun when it happens on game day. Hopkins finished with nine catches, 169 yards, and what I like B-Train was seven of his nine receptions gained first downs, and we also saw him run after the catch. There hasn't been many yak yards this season, or at least lately, from number 10, but Hopkins in space, he makes defenders miss, and he doesn't have great speed, but he has elusive speed. He does what he needs to do in order to be effective, and the thing that I just can't figure out is how is he so wide open on some of those throws? Uh, we know that D-Hop is one of the best receivers in the game, but if you're the Philadelphia Eagles secondary, how in the world do you lose number 10 in coverage? That that, that makes no sense. And for him to just continue to, to get open, and it's not just the Eagles. We've seen him be wide open on, against a lot of different teams. And, and how that is possible, I, I have no idea. Because I'm telling you right now, if I'm a defensive coordinator, the first thing I'm trying to do is figure out how to, to bracket number 10, and make sure that he does not beat me because you know if he gets the ball in his hands, he is going to wreck your game plan, whatever that is. And 
time after time, you continue to see him eight catches, nine catches, over 130, 40, 50 yards receiving. I, I just don't get it, but that's a testament to D-Hop, the fact that he's such a professional, he runs precise routes, and he knows what to do after he gets the ball in his hands, as we saw evidence in that game against Philly. Yeah, and if you go back to that three-game losing streak, you know, all of a sudden since then it's only been two games, and I think we're going to see it the rest of the season and hopefully the postseason is they're moving him around. I mean, he caught a slant pass, and, and you know I feel about those with Jerry Rice and John Taylor. I mean, Joe Montana or Steve Young would throw a nine-yard slant and they'd be off to the races. I mean, he racked up 107 of his 169 receiving yards on three catches alone. And he's getting so they're moving him around. He's not just lining up on the on the left side. And we're seeing more spacing. We're seeing Kyler step up in the pocket. So they made some adjustments based on that three game losing streak. The chunk plays returned on Sunday against the Eagles. The Cardinals had a season best eight passing plays of twenty or more yards. And to your point, MJ, three of forty or more yards, including two by DeAndre Hopkins. The touchdown though was a twenty yard catch from Kyler Murray. Hopkins asked when he knew it was going to be a touchdown. DeAndre, the way you were holding it and falling on that touchdown, it looked like you already knew that you had it. At what point in the play did you know? Uh, as soon as it touched, like these these fingers, as soon as it touched them. Hopkins' postgame is probably best thing so far that I've heard him say was, there's that, and then, of course, better catch by I. I. That will be the that best the... quotes of the season, at least in my Hal opinion. Hal Murray. Yes, so it's it's always it's always fun. It's always entertaining. You don't exactly know what you're going to get out of DeAndre Hopkins. He's very insightful, but when it comes to the NFL and when it comes to catches in front of uh, defenders or in the midst of defenders, uh, he's always going to put himself first and foremost. Well, we know he's right now. He leads the league in receiving yards, and I want to say he's second in receptions. It could be third, but he is first okay. in receiving yards, second in receptions. Yeah. So I looked his uh, his targets up this morning. The only two players that are ahead of him is Stefan Diggs and Keenan Allen. They have 147. They're averaging 10.5 uh, targets per game. He's at 138, about 9.9. That's more than Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and he has 69 more targets than the next Arizona Cardinal player, and that would be Christian Kirk. Yeah, Kirk was 69, Hopkins 138. But when you have a, an elite wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, you're going to look his direction a lot. And it's a trust factor. It's a chemistry now that Kyler Murray is forming with D-Hop. And about that trust, Murray was asked about that on Sunday. Kyler, how would you describe your trust level when it comes to any pass you throw to D-Hop? Um, I mean, I, I like I like him versus anybody. And uh, I like me to put the ball where it needs to be. So... Um, I guess uh, 99.9 to, uh, to 100. I like those odds, B-Train. But as MJ said, the discrepancy in targets, does this team need another wide receiver and make sure that the the gap is not nearly as wide as it is right now between Hopkins and everyone else? Eventually, yes. But right now it's working, and, and we see this on a lot of teams where you have the main receiver catching the lion's share of the ball from their quarterback, and, and when you have a, a dynamic playmaker like DeAndre Hopkins, it's easy to want to get him the ball and, and get locked in on one particular target, but uh, that's not the case. I mean, with, 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 with Kyler, he's throwing the ball to sometimes eight, nine, ten different receivers 
on a given day. So it's not as if he's forgetting about everybody else and every pass only goes to DeAndre Hopkins. It's just a matter of every time he throws it in his vicinity with those mitts, uh, he's just going to catch it. So uh, if you're going to keep catching everything that's thrown your way, why wouldn't I keep throwing you the ball? That, that only makes sense if I'm really all about the business of winning football games. Yeah, go back to week one. He was targeted 16 times, and I asked somebody after the game, you think he's going to get those targets next week? He said, if they don't cover him, we're going to throw it to him. And he had 14 catches in that game. Yeah, I'm with you now. I do think Chase Edmonds is, is getting more um, fluid in the passing game. Um, Dan Arnold's becoming a weapon. Um, you got to get more from Christian Kirk. They got to throw the ball more to Fitz, and then you know Keyshawn Johnson's dressing on game day uh, again. Though you have to have somebody else step up, and I think that's been Dan Arnold and Chase Edmonds, and even Kenyon Drake. Hopkins had nine catches. There were four other receivers with at least three catches. There's that difference. But seven different receivers had at least 25 receiving yards in the game. So they are making the most of when they get thrown the football and make the catch. It is just certainly a large discrepancy again. But year one, maybe it is something that develops over time. And of course, the running game on Sunday was not quite up to par. Kyler Murray did have a touchdown run, but overall, the Cardinals only had 103 yards rushing on the ground. And I think that was the goal, or at least the game plan going in, considering the Eagles secondary was missing three of their four starters. Yeah, I mean, I you know, on paper, I thought this was the best uh, front they played, considering the NFC East. Um, you know, obviously, Washington's got a really good front in the future. Giants are young. They're going to get better in the future. And then you know, you look at the Cowboys, they got so many injuries. So I thought this was probably the uh, the biggest test about that front seven. And, they, you know, they did a good job protecting him. Um, they weren't able to get that to that second level on some of these run plays. And I do think those turnovers hurt them when it came to the running game because they had great field position. A season best 526 yards of offense. B-Train, you like where this offense is heading now towards these final two games? Yes, I do. I, I think that they keep talking about leaving plays on the field. Well, you know, time is running out. So whatever plays that you're leaving, you better go get them and go get them quick, fast, and in a hurry because there's only two more chances to get yourself in the, in the postseason conversation. And I know that this team is, is doing things and they're not trying to leave plays on the field. So it, it's just a matter of, 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 of continuing to work, continuing to get better. And, and I know that these guys are all pros. They understand what's at stake, and, and I know that they're going to get back to work to to try to correct those mistakes. And, and as we always say, it's easier to, to correct those mistakes after a win than it is after a loss. So I know they, they feel like, yeah, they did enough to win, and they feel great about that. Kyler had a, a record number for passing yards in the game, but he knows that there were some plays that were left out there, and, and you never stop trying to play that perfect game you're always striving for perfection and I think that's what these these men are trying to do here with the Arizona Cardinals and and as long as that's the the, the goal then I think they'll be just fine getting better on third down as well the Cardinals offensively just three of ten on third down lowest percentage of the season and three of those third downs they had to go 10 or more yards so be better on first and second down to be in manageable third down, and that Cardinals offense will stay on the football field. The Cardinals have partnered with Gila River Hotels and Casinos to bring you the 12 days of giveaways. Visit azcardinals.com slash 12 days to find out how you can win prizes like a custom jersey, autographed footballs, or a two-night stay in the Cardinals fanatic room at Wild Horse Pass or V. Cueva Casino. Visit azcardinals.com slash 12 days for details. We have hit halftime here on the Cardinals Red Sea Report. When we come back... 
No, we didn't forget B-Train. We will talk about the defense. They were a big part of Sunday's win as well. We'll touch on another great performance by Dennis Gardeck next on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Shotgun snap hurts. Short set. Steps up. Being chased far side by Gardeck. Sacks him at the 41-yard line. Dennis Gardeck has become the sack machine. Shotgun snap. Hurts with a short set. In trouble. Steps up. Gets hit and sacked. Dennis Gardeck was there first. Somebody hit the stroll, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Gardecki! Gardecki! Apparently, Dennis Gardeck has a new nickname. Kyler Murray wired up on Sunday, and the Cardinals win over the Eagles. And K1, Gardecki. Okay. I guess it fits, MJ. I don't know. Yeah. Got to call him something. Two more sacks. He's got seven now on the season. He is averaging a sack every 13.3 snaps. B-Train, I didn't do the math to figure out what was your sack snap ratio? But uh, Dennis Gardeck making the most of every single time he is on the defense. He is a testament to hard work and, and preparation. And, and when he got his opportunity, he was ready for it. And I think he's surprising a lot of people on just how athletic he truly is. A lot of times there's a stigma with small school guys and can they come in and compete with the bigger school guys? Well, I think Dennis has blown that out of the water. The fact that he wears a heel on his chest, that means that he already had the respect of his of his uh, teammates. But now everybody's starting to see what he can really do when given the opportunity to play regular defense. And the fact that he's done this with so few reps, I think if you're Vance Joseph, you have to find a way to get him on the field more than what he is. And, and uh, he's doing it with, with just a lot of desire and want to. And, and uh, there, there's skill mixed in there without question, but – the fact that you just see him relentless on the field and, and, and that energy that he provides is, is just so contagious. And, and you have to be happy for a guy that works as hard as Dennis does. Yeah, when they bring in that jet package, that looks like he's part of that package. And, and you know, the way that Hassan Ruddick's playing and Marcus Golden and Der, uh, Devin Kennard, his, his snap count has gone down big time. So, you know, but it looks like when they go to that jet package, that's where he's at now. Our colleague Kyle Odegaard just tweeted out, Dennis Gardeck has more sacks this season than Cameron Jordan, Demarcus Lawrence, Chase Young, and J.J. Watt on 93 snaps. Now, let's be fair here. A lot of those guys get double teamed, if not triple teamed, throughout the course of the year. But pretty impressive names. And here's Dennis Gardeck. Gardeck, his seven sacks, second to Hassan Reddick. The Cardinals overall with 43 sacks this season. Very impressive. Again, no Chandler Jones, no Corey Peters inside. So guys have had to step up, and it's exactly what has happened for that defense. And Gardeck specifically, here's his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He's just such a remarkable story. Um, watching him last year, you know, how hard he practiced when he was on scout team. You know, I saw a guy who would make plays every day on scout team. We had a hard time blocking him, and I think all of us were like, yeah, but it won't translate to Sundays. And sure enough, it, it has. And he plays the game the way it's meant to be played. And he's been uh, a huge part of this team. 
and hopefully a huge part of this Saturday as well. Gardeck was not on the field to close out the game. In fact, he was carted back to the locker room, although the cart kind of stalled so Dennis could watch some of the final action before going into the locker room. We don't have an update as far as, one, what was wrong, and two, how he is. Hopefully that will come either later today or tomorrow when the Cardinals return to the practice field. But you certainly hope for the best because Gardeck also is important on special teams. After everything he did defensively, he also had two tackles on special teams as well. Another defensive player who really stood out on Sunday B-Train, Zach Allen, the second-year defensive lineman out of Boston College. Injuries have certainly robbed him a lot of his playing time, but for an interior defensive lineman, and yeah, sometimes he was lined up on the outside, not only did he lead the team, but he had a game-high 11 tackles. And you, you you have to look at him and just say, man, what if? What if he would have been healthy all season long? What kind of numbers could he have put up? And, and this is why he was so highly thought of coming out of Boston College and why he was a high draft pick of Steve Kahneman Company. So uh, he's doing you, – you're starting to see what he can do when he's truly healthy. And, and you just – you're happy for him because you know, as you said – Craig, he's, he's had to overcome so many injuries and, and, and different reasons why he hasn't been able to contribute on the field. And, and now that he's on the field, uh, I think it's a testament to, to Brinson Buckner and, and the job that he's done because the, 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 the names that he's had to work with this year and, and getting it done here down the stretch with those guys that maybe weren't expected to have quite the roles that they have, uh, it just shows that, one, he can coach them up and the guys that they brought in do – have ability, and, and they've shown that every time they've been on the field making plays. I think one of the biggest things is, you know, last year when he got shut down is is he hit the weights. He's a lot stronger. And, you know, look at Dan Arnold and Mason Cole. They've done the same thing. Unfortunately, they weren't able to be at the facility. But you could see he's a lot stronger. And, you know, as long as he can stay healthy, he'll, he'll be a fixture. You know you, you, you know, you get Jordan Phillips back, and we'll see what happens with Corey Peters. But I, I like where they're at, and I agree with B-Train. you got to give Brinson Buckner a lot of credit because he doesn't hesitate to put these guys in there, whether they're starters or backups. Zach Allen played a career-high 74 snaps, 11 tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one quarterback hit, one pass defense. He was all over the stat sheet, and here's his head coach, Cliff Kingsbury. He's always tried to do everything like we, we've told him to do it, which as a coach you appreciate. I mean, we told him to get stronger. He spent all offseason here working out and getting bigger. Um, you know, he just had a couple injuries that, that had slowed him down. But to get him back out there and watch the, the success he's having is, is cool to see. He's a guy who, you know, is uber productive in college. He, he tends to always be around the quarterback when he's in there, and it's been nice to see him uh, have some of that production show up here the last couple of weeks. Allen, one sack. Gardeck, two sacks. The Cardinals, as a team, got to Jalen Hurts six times, also added seven quarterback hits, but that is now 14 sacks in the past two games. It's one thing to do it against Daniel Jones, who was basically stationary in the pocket. It's another to do it against Jalen Hurts, who was very mobile, yet you saw several Cardinal defenders chase him down, including a Dennis Gardeck, but the 14 sacks, a number that stood out to Jordan Hicks. It's huge. You know, anytime you can get pressure on a quarterback, uh, it makes everybody's job easier. To have guys go out there and, and to be able to put it together, the pass rush the way we have uh, the past few games is exceptional. That's a big key to our success. You know, we've got to get pressure on the quarterback, and, uh, you know, we've been able to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, Reddick generated 10 of the Cardinals' 32 pressures against the Eagles. So, I mean, he maybe not got to the quarterback as much as we have in the past, 
Um, but the fact that he was in the backfield and he was able to, you know, take a guy like Jalen Hurts off his spot. Uh, clearly, the Cardinals, you know, had some missed tackles in the open field. But, you know, you look at Jalen Hurts and not a lot of film out there, but that's something they're going to have to look at and make make sure if they're playing a, a mobile quarterback, you've got to tackle much better in the open field. B-Train, how surprised are you? The Cardinals with the fourth most sacks in the league, tied with Tampa Bay. But as we mentioned, there is no Chandler Jones to occupy some attention on one side of the field. The Cardinals are doing it by committee, and that's exactly what has happened over the past couple of weeks. You've just seen team play, and, and, and sometimes when you have one guy that's a lightning rod and, and, and considered the best player, he gets a lot of the attention, and, and some of the guys tend to defer to him. But not having Chandler there, not, not having Corey Peters there, everybody's got to take on responsibility themselves and, and, and step up their own game, and we're starting to see that. And, and, of course, what can we say about Hassan Reddick? I mean, a guy I thought it was a Pro Bowl snub. Uh, he's continuing to, to really affect the game. He may not – uh, make every single play, but you, you start talking about how he uh, makes the makes the play. He may not get the tackle, but he makes the play. And I think those types of, of, of contributions are just as important as making the actual tackle. So uh, there's a lot of guys that are contributing to this defensive success, and that's that's what you want. You want to have 11 guys out there doing their job one, and then doing a little of, of the extra work that that's not always. Uh, drawn up as far as uh, what the given defense is. And, and as long as they have that, then Vance Joseph should have no problem calling any plays that he has at his disposal. Well, you brought him up, B-Tran, as I look. The six sacks in two games for Hassan Reddick, the most in franchise history over any two-game span. There were a couple of players who did five sacks over two games. Um, Bertram Berry did it back in 2005 in weeks eight and nine. Chandler Jones in 2019, Al Baker in 1983, and David Galloway in 1983. But uh, you're looking up at Hassan Reddick in another category, B-Tran. I don't mind looking up at his line, and uh, he's a guy I'm very proud of him. And, and the things that he's doing this year, you're just seeing a guy that's playing free, playing loose, and, and playing with a lot of confidence. I think that's the biggest thing for him, the fact that he has that confidence now to know that he can go out there and make plays and affect the game. I think that just takes him to another level, and, and, and it's just a joy to watch him blossom in front of our very eyes. And hopefully he's got two more games with a lot of magic left to, to go out there and help this team get into the playoffs and so uh, you definitely root for him and 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 of course he and and Gardak they make a dynamic duo and uh, they're doing a lot of meetings in the backfield at the quarterback and so as long as they're not late for those meetings uh, we're, we're going to be just fine yeah and we got a chance to see Hassan Reddick I'm sorry Isaiah Simmons rushed the passer a little bit he started off at safety and then he played a little bit inside but he was on the outside he actually played 60 of 80 snaps for Arizona's defense, he did surrender that 32-yard touchdown in coverage. Um, but again, other guys stepped up between Lecky and Rashad Lawrence and Zach Allen. So uh, I like the production they're getting there, and I think it has a lot to do with the secondaries kind of settling down. Even though they don't have Jalen or Deontay Thompson, Banjo's been making plays. We know Buda Baker, Patrick. Uh, I thought Murphy made some really good plays late in the game, and then you you, you know you throw in. Um, you know, obviously Buddha, because uh, to me, when that secondary settled down, they can get pressure on the quarterback. It was Byron Murphy who had the uh, pass defense on that final throw into the end zone as the Eagles ran out of time there on Sunday. On Isaiah Simmons, next-gen stats had him listed at six different positions 
on Sunday. Outside linebacker, inside linebacker, slot corner, strong safety, outside corner, and free safety. In fact, he started at free safety about 25 yards off the line of scrimmage and almost had an interception on that first drive as well. Subscribe to Arizona Cardinals Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Listen to your favorite shows on the go like Cardinals Underground, The Big Red Rage, and, of course, this show, The Cardinals Red Sea Report. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcast for more information. Cardinals look for their third straight win. San Francisco 49ers come to town this week. We'll touch on the 49ers next here on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. Kyla Murray under center takes play action. Rolling right, dumps it off to the right to Edmonds. Caught at the 10 to the 5, heading for the pylon. Stuck the ball out, hit the pylon, and it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown for Chase Edmonds. The first score of 2020 for the Cardinals coming off the punt block. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what they needed. That punt block, and now you run one play and dump it out to Chase Edmonds. A little misdirection, and he stretches out, dives for the pylon, and got the pig against the orange, baby. Flashback, week one, Levi's Stadium, Cardinals at the 49ers, and that touchdown made it 10-7 in favor of the 49ers. As you heard Dave Pash say, the first score of 2020, and yes, set up by the Ezekiel Turner punt block. Dennis Gardak with the recovery. Turner now two punt blocks this season. He had one last week against the Eagles, and the Cardinals now set their sights on week 16 and a return against the 49ers looking for the season series sweep for the first time since 2018 and the fifth time in the last six years overall. B-Tran, this is a very banged-up 49ers team. They don't have a good record. They don't have their usual players on the field anymore, but the bottom line is the Cardinals need this win. Desperately need this win to maintain that seven seed in the NFC. I said this Sunday night, and I'm going to say it again. If you're looking for sympathy, you can find it in a dictionary between spit and syphilis. There's no sympathy right now for any team that's injured. The Cardinals have had their fair share of injuries throughout the course of their time here, and that's just the nature of the game. Uh, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be guys that, that don't finish the season, and, and you have to be able to, to uh, put out a, a competitive product and I think uh, Coach Shanahan and company are going to do that. They're not going to come in and roll over. This is a division opponent. Uh, this is a home game for the Arizona Cardinals. So everything is in front of them. they just got to go out and handle their business. And you can't worry about who's not on the field. You've got to scout the guys that are on the field and make sure you have a game plan that's uh, capable of, of beating who's on the field. And, and yeah, it, it stinks that they're not at full strength. We're not at full strength. That's just uh, how that how that works. And so – um, we, we, we've got to do what they've got to do. And, and, and uh, if they come out of this game with a, with a victory, they're not going to have asterisks, well, this guy didn't play, that guy didn't play. It's whoever showed up, beat one team, beat the other. And, and, and that's how it's just going to be remembered. Yeah, and if you go back to week one, Kittle and Garoppolo did play in that game. Kittle was uh, injured in the second half. And they've only played five games together this season, and they're two and three in those games. You know, this is a winnable game for the Cardinals. I mean, they're playing for something. Uh, We always talk about winning home games, winning division games, and winning conference games. And this would check a big box if they want to get to the postseason. Cardinals in that first meeting, 2 of 2 
inside the red zone. They were 3 of 5, scoring touchdowns inside the 20-yard line on Sunday against the Eagles. Of course, twice they turned the ball over, something head coach Cliff Kingsbury is making a point of emphasis this week. We have to be better in that you, you get those opportunities down near the red zone on first and second down, and you just can't turn it over. you got to get points out of that. And Our guys understand that, and, and the uh, margin for error is getting smaller and smaller as we wrap up the season. we got to get better in that area. Overall, the Cardinals very good inside the red zone. They are top 10, scoring touchdowns 68% of the time. It's just you can't, especially in games here in December, you can't waste those opportunities. And the Cardinals made it harder on themselves than it needed to be against the Eagles, and you don't want to repeat here on Saturday. No, and we know that when you get down to the red zone and third downs, I mean, you have if you're going to go on a nice 10-12 play drive, but the field gets a lot shorter. But, uh, you know, they, they have – really lean down the running game um, when it comes to trying to score rushing touchdowns within the 5 or 10-yard line. Clearly, you know, Kyler can run in, Drake, uh, Edmonds, and then they'll throw it a few times. But they, they have really made some uh, vast improvements from a year ago just scoring touchdowns versus field goals. 49ers defense very good against the run. But B-Train for you and this game on Saturday, again, the day after Christmas, 2.30 at State Farm Stadium. What uh, What would you say is the key? To me, the key is just uh, maintaining possession, not turning the ball over. I think this this is a game that the Cardinals should win. They should go out and have some success against this, this banged-up 49er team. But you got to possess the ball. You can't give it away. And when you have the opportunities, you got to go hit that quarterback Mullins and, and make sure that he's uncomfortable because we saw when he played the Cowboys last week, when he is uncomfortable, he will throw you a few interceptions, and, and the Cardinals have to capitalize on those opportunities. Yeah, Nick Mullins turned the ball over three times last week. Cardinals and 49ers, 2.30 is the kickoff on Saturday, 9.30 a.m. The pregame coverage begins on the Arizona Cardinals radio network, looking for a third straight win and a nine-win season. That's all what's on the line this week. We will talk about it next week. Special thanks to Jim Omohundro, Cody Fincher for Bertram Berry, Mike Drecke. I'm Craig Riolu. This has been the Cardinals Red Sea Report on the Arizona Cardinals Radio Network. You've been listening to the Cardinals Red Sea Report. Middle of the field of the end zone. Kirk, he got it. He's in. Touchdown. Buda Baker with the sack. Stripped the ball. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Oh, baby. The Cardinals Red Sea Report is brought to you by the Arizona Cardinals mobile app. Visit azcardinals.com slash app. Touchdown. Cardinals win. This has been an exclusive presentation of the Arizona Cardinals Football Club. Oh.